Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design, and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Hey, we're going to be looking at how the manifestation of the Spirit um, was given for our prophets. Alright? How the ministry and the manifestation of the Spirit was given for our prophets. Was given so that you can profit by the ministry of the, of the Spirit. Okay? And um, I want you to write this down as we go ahead. The ministry of the Spirit is spiritual, but it is useful for physical things. The ministry of the Spirit is spiritual, but it is useful for physical things. Alright? We have the ministry of the Spirit impacting our spirits. The ministry of the Spirit impacts our spirits, but it also permeates into our minds and our bodies. And it touches everything that concerns us. It touches our everything. It touches our finances. It touches every aspect of our lives. So the ministry of the Spirit is spiritual, but it has it is useful and it has an impact on our on physical things, on our on our physical lives and on our physical experiences. That's very important. Number two, the ministry of the spirit is useful. For avoiding the hustle culture. The ministry of the spirit is useful. For avoiding the hustle culture. There is a hustle culture in the world. There is a hustle culture in our environment. Alright. That the ministry of the spirit separates us from. It separates us from the hustle culture that is in the environment. Alright. So we are going to be spending a few moments. Looking at the profit that the ministry of the Spirit brings into our lives. Alright, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. I'm going to read verse from verse 1. But, we're going to go all the way to verse 7. Actually, what we need in today's service is verse 1 and verse 7. Alright, and then we'll just take it up from there. Okay, alright, so... First um, Corinthians 12 from verse 1 It says now Concerning what comes from the Spirit I'm reading from the HCSB version and I like it It says now concerning what comes from the Spirit Brothers I do not want you to be unaware Concerning what comes from the Spirit I do not want you to be unaware let me read from the World English Bible. The World English Bible says, Concerning spiritual things, I do not want you to be ignorant. Concerning spiritual things, I do not want you to be ignorant. Another translation talks about, Concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Or I do not want you to be uninformed. Alright? I do not want you to be uninformed. Okay? Now, let's go back. Oh boy, there's so much, there's so much glory in this service. There is just a whole weight of glory. Lord, I thank you for your presence that is here. I sense that your presence is here and you're here to do us good. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God, for utterance that I have received to teach your word with clarity. I thank you for the manifestations of the Spirit. I thank you because people are able to do the impossible. I thank you because people are experiencing leaps in their lives, in their finances, in their business, in their families, in every area of their lives. Lord, I give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alright, so he says now, concerning what comes from the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware. I'm going to start from this. It says, concerning what comes from the Spirit, I do not want you to be unaware. 
another um, so let's start from there alright what it's talking about is that there are things that actually come from the spirit of God alright there are things that actually come from the spirit of God that many people are unaware about the world English translation says concerning spiritual things I do not want you to be ignorant so it follows that there are many people who are ignorant about spiritual things um, the King James says now concerning spiritual gifts I do not want you to be ignorant I do not want you to be unaware I do not want you to be uninformed alright now the New Living Translation puts it like this it says concerning the special abilities the Spirit gives to us I do not want you to be unaware I do not want you to be uninformed in other words there are special abilities that the Holy Spirit gives to us that we have by the Spirit and there are many people who are unaware about it concerning spiritual things it says I do not want you to be ignorant now the word ignorant is the Greek word agneo and it means to be ignorant it means to not know it has the indication that I do not know I am ignorant of a thing alright and then that word actually um, points to the fact that sometimes this ignorance is willful in other words the knowledge is available but people are willingly ignorant they just don't want to know they just don't care you know for many it, it doesn't fall with, within the scope of things that they feel they should be aware about for many it doesn't fall within the scope of things that that tickles their fancy for many it doesn't it doesn't fall within you know the part the scope of their reasoning where they they feel they should show any interest whatsoever so this ignorance actually points towards the willful ignoring of it not like it is not available but people will willingly do without they are willingly ignoring alright so it says concerning the special abilities that the spirit gives I do not want you to be uninformed I do not want you to be unaware concerning what comes from the spirit I do not want you to be unaware what it means is that there is something that flows from the Spirit. There is a light that flows from the Spirit. There are gifts that flow from the Spirit that numerous people are unaware about. Now when, it, when we talk about unaware, we are talking about that these guys don't know that this level of light actually exists. They are not experiencing it. That there is something called the special abilities of the Spirit. That they can enjoy and experience. But they are living their lives like regular people. Like normal people. Without this experience. Their lives are just being lived. From a place of normalcy. Without the understanding. That these abilities of the spirit. Were given to us. Or they have been made available to us. And we can enjoy them. Now please pay attention to this. These abilities of the spirit. Are not going to come to you later. They are in you already. They are not. This is something you must understand. They are not going to come to you later in your life. When you are more holy. Or when you are more committed. Or, or whatever. Whatever. They are already yours. The day you accept it. And receive the life of Jesus into your spirit. The abilities of the spirit. That we are going to be looking at today. They are not going to come sometime in the future when you are a more trustworthy person or when you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's or when you've gotten your acts together. No, they are already yours now. They are already yours in Christ Jesus today. 
And, and Paul is writing to the Corinthian church and saying, I do not want you to be unaware of these special abilities that are ours by the Spirit. Now, how do we know that these abilities are already yours? You see, when a person, please pay attention to this because this is very important. When a person dies and checks out of this world, have you noticed that their spirit does not go through any tutorial? Their spirit does not go through any special lessons on how to go through walls. Their spirit doesn't go through any special tutorial on how to know all things. Their spirit doesn't go through any special tutorial on how to be at different places at the same time. They don't begin to take classes, alright, on how to do supernatural things. Because it's already in it, it's already inborn. Your spirit got its very life from God. The life that is in you is from God. Your human spirit got its very life from God. The Bible says, and God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. So you became, you are, you are, you are, you have a mind, you have a body, and you have a spirit. And the day you gave, you received Jesus into your heart, alright, your spirit came alive. Your spirit became alive in Christ. And your spirit is mature, your spirit is grown, your spirit is just like Jesus. That's the reason why when a person, you know, checks out of this world, they don't need to go through any tutorial. Have you thought about it before? They just know exactly, they know the difference between this and that. The, the abilities of, this, of the supernatural is just normal to them. So what then is the hindrance? That same spirit in a body seems to be locked up or seems to not be able to do anything. Why? Because the mind and the body has really become like a cage for your human spirit. So that your human spirit doesn't seem to be able to express itself properly because of that cage that it is living in called the mind and the body and that's the reason why for your spirit to find full expression your mind has to be renewed and your mind is renewed in accordance to who your spirit already is so i want you to think about that so where where is the limitation from the limitation is from the human mind the human mind that hasn't yet been aligned to the spirit. But the spirit that is in you is already grown. Alright? You're already, you're already an adult. So, scripture is saying here that concerning, in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 1, concerning spiritual things, concerning the special abilities that the spirit gives, I do not want you to be uninformed. I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be unaware. In other words, can you imagine how painful it is that there are numerous people who, don't, who, are, who have no information whatsoever. They are unaware about these special abilities that the Spirit gives. They don't enjoy it. They don't use it. It's not available. Not that it's not available to them. It is available to them. But they don't know nothing about it. So the reason why Paul was writing is so that they are not ignorant. So that they are aware about these abilities that the Spirit of God gives. And so they can use it in order to be able to bring their lives to a place of profit. And today, the reason why we teach about the ministry and the manifestation of the Spirit is so that you can be aware of what the Spirit of God is meant to bring to your life or what He has brought into your life. And so that being aware, you can take advantage of all of these precious, um, precious um, um, abilities that the Holy Spirit has brought into your life. So, 
Listen, there are many people who are unaware about the special abilities of the Spirit. But the reason why we're having this conversation is so that that, that um, person is not you. So that you're not the person who is unaware, who is uninformed, who has no clue, who has no idea. Who, who doesn't enjoy what the Spirit of God has to give. Alright? So we have talked about the word ignorance. Alright? And we want to talk about spiritual gifts. Now the word spiritual gifts are things pertaining to the Spirit. That is, gifts that the Spirit gives. The things that the Spirit of God gives. Alright? These are things pertaining to the Spirit. Alright? Now, write this down. Concerning spiritual things, many people have zero revelation. Isn't it scary? They have zero revelation. So how do they live their lives regularly? How do they, how do they go about their lives like normal people? You know, they experience the same things, they experience the same limitations, they experience the same failures, they experience the same frailties. But there is something more that the Spirit of God brings into the life of the believer. And Paul is saying, I do not want you to be ignorant about it. I don't want you to be ignorant whether willingly or otherwise. I don't want you to be ignorant about it. Now that word concerning spiritual gifts or concerning spiritual gifts, that word spiritual gifts, the word spiritual there is pneumaticos. It's the Greek word called pneumaticos. And it is things from the spiritual realm. Alright? Things from the spiritual realm. It has to do with the invincible realm or sphere in which the Holy Spirit imparts faith by revealing Christ. Write this down. Very important. It has to do with the sphere of the invincible where the Holy Spirit imparts faith, imparts faith into us by revealing Christ. So what this means is that the revelation of Christ imparts faith into you. Now, the revelation of Christ is from the realm of the spiritual. The revelation of Christ is from the pneumaticus realm. And that revelation imparts faith into our spirits. So, for example, we know, for example... That love God's way has to be spiritual. Why? Because there is no template of that kind of love anywhere in the world other than it was other than the fact that God introduced it. In other words, if God did not introduce love like he did, there will be no template of love in the world. It was because God introduced his love to this world. That's the reason why this world has a template of love that we can mirror after. So, that is God imparting this world or imparting our world with spiritual things. In other words, God imparting our lives with spiritual things. God's love is spiritual. And when we hear about the love of God, Faith is imparted into our hearts. And we begin to believe in that kind of love. What kind of love? A love that will die for a sinner. That's the love. A love that will not wait for you to get your acts together before it comes for you. That's the kind of love. A love that is gracious. Alright? That is not looking at your faults. But is looking at all that you can become. If you came in contact with this love. Alright, so by the time we hear of this unconditional love, we are imparted with faith. And then we, we begin to believe in this kind of love. Hear this. The word spiritual, like I said before, is pneumaticus. 
it, is the in, it has to do with the invincible realm or sphere in which the Holy Spirit imparts faith and reveals Christ. How does the Holy Spirit impart faith? He does it by revealing Christ. So Christ is revealed, then faith is imparted into our hearts by the revelation of Christ. So I'll give you an example. Alright? Um, when Christ is revealed, we see that when Jesus was revealed in Scripture, He healed the sick. He brought His supernatural ability to bear in healing the sick, in raising the dead, for example. And those were things that could not be done naturally. So when people heard that, you know, when they heard about Jesus, faith rose up in their hearts and then it became possible for the impossible to be done. In other words, it became possible for impossible sicknesses to be healed. For example, the woman that had the issue of blood, the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, If I may just touch the hem of his garment, so that hearing about Jesus and how wonderful he was, was able to impart faith into her heart. And that faith was her connection into the spiritual, into the supernatural, into gave her access to the healing that she needed. So when we talk about spiritual, we're looking at pneumaticus and it has to do with that which the Holy Spirit does to impart faith in our hearts by revealing Jesus, by revealing Christ. So look at this scripture again. It says, I do not want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. So what are spiritual gifts? Or what is the special ability of the Spirit like we saw in other translations? The special abilities of the, of the Spirit has to do with that which the Holy Spirit communicates to us by revealing Jesus. And after He has revealed Jesus, faith is built in our hearts. Then we receive those special abilities of the Spirit. So, these spiritual gifts were given to us for our profiting. So let's just jump all the way to verse 7 because it is important that we look at this. Verse 7 says, A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. Another translation says that the manifestation of the, of the Spirit is given for our profiting. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for our profiting. So why did Paul say, I do not want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual things? It is because if you are ignorant, you are going to be forfeiting the prophets. If you are ignorant about it, you are going to be living your life normally, like a normal regular person. You are going to be going through all the go-throughs, like normal regular people. So Paul is saying, don't be ignorant so that you can experience the profit that comes from this kind of life. Now let's look at some of these prophets and then we would, we would you know, see, you know, one, one example in scripture. We'll take that example and then we'll run with it. Let's look at verse 4. So have you seen the connection now? The connection now is that Paul is saying don't be ignorant about the special abilities that the Spirit gives. Because it is for your profiting. Your awareness, your information about the abilities of the Spirit, about spiritual gifts, is for your profiting. It's for your benefits. They are beneficial to you. Please write this down. Being informed about spiritual gifts. Being informed about spiritual gifts is beneficial to me. Having information about spiritual gifts is beneficial to you. It profits you. It is profitable to you that you are knowledgeable about spiritual gifts. So, don't ignore it. 
Don't act like it is not something that is important. Let this thing be part of your part of your um, part of your itinerary, part of your desires, part of the things that you consider to be important, part of the things that you magnify. Yes. That's the word. Part of the things that you magnify. Part of the things that you give attention to. I know you may give attention to Instagram. And you may give attention to the hustle culture. And you may give attention to social media. And you may give attention to all of these things. But God wants you to give attention to the manifestation of the Spirit. And to give attention to spiritual gifts. Because they are for your profiting. Alright, so let's look at verse 4 now. It says, Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. Let me read that again. I'm reading from the HCSB, verse 4. It says, Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. In other words, this same Holy Spirit has different gifts to give. Understand that. Not one gift, but different gifts. So, different gifts, same Holy Spirit. Like, for example, um, imagine that there are 10 people in a room, and I walk into the room, and I say, You know what? I have. Ten different gifts for the ten people. So for you, I have a thousand dollars. For you, I have a car. For you, I have a house. Okay? For you, I have a football. I have a soccer, soccer, um, soccer ball. Alright? Now, I'm the same person giving these different gifts to these people. So all of the gifts of the Spirit, they flow from the Spirit... They are beneficial to us. They are different in nature, but they are from the same Spirit. Glory to God. It says there are different ministries in verse 5, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. So there are different activities, but God is the one who activates the different gifts in each person. And hey, you, some, of, some of you might be saying, Hey, that means I need to wait for God to activate the gifts in me. No! The moment you came into Christ, and the moment you received the Holy Ghost, those gifts became activated in you. You're not waiting on God to activate them in you. These gifts are activated inside you already the moment you came into Christ. We're going to be looking at them in a few moments. But you see, these gifts are, are already activated inside you the moment you got born again. God has activated them inside you. Listen, the same God who rose Jesus from the dead is the same God walking in you. Who has placed you inside Christ and has placed Christ inside you and has activated these gifts and has given you the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is living and breathing and active on the inside of you. And He's alive in you. And listen, when the Holy Ghost moved in, He moved in with all His gifts. He moved in with all his abilities. He moved in with all his potentialities. They are not, they, there's nothing about the gifts of the Spirit that you're going to receive in the future. You may be more conscious about it in the future, but they are already activated in you the day you gave your life, the day you received the life of God into your spirit. Alright, so let's look at some of them. Um, of course, maybe on Sunday... I'm going to now go deeper into this. But let's just look at them. You know, um, a few of them. Verse 7. Or, sorry, verse 8. To one is giving the message of wisdom. That's word of wisdom. Through the Spirit. To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. You see? So one is word of wisdom. The other is word of knowledge. All by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. That's verse 9. Verse 10. It says to verse 9. 
to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. Verse 10. To another performing of miracles. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. That's discernment of spirits. To another different kinds of languages. And to another interpretation of tongues. So you see, these are all the gifts that the spirit gives. Alright? These are all the gifts that the spirit gives. Now today, I'm just going to major and zero in on one. Alright? I'm going to zero in on one. And by the Spirit, listen, please listen and don't get distracted. By the Spirit, there is something called supernatural intelligence. There is something called supernatural wisdom. Alright, by the Spirit. There is something, there is is a special ability of the Spirit that you can receive. That Paul is saying you should not be ignorant about. That floods your heart and floods your life with supernatural intelligence, with wisdom beyond your years. Alright? And we're going to look at scripture, and as you hear these things, alright, you're going to begin to experience them. Faith is going to rise in your heart to experience these things, to experience this life on that level. Glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. So we're going to be looking at the man named Daniel. We're just going to be looking at him very briefly. Some of you would know some of these, you know, conversations and all of that. But I want you to follow me and look at a few things about this man. Alright? We're going to look at Daniel. And we're going to look at something about, about this Daniel. You know, a few things about Daniel that was so powerful and so important. Now, the first thing that you must know about Daniel is that as, as an adolescent guy, Daniel was, was, for lack of a better word, he was moved out of Israel into Babylon. He was, um, he, he was captured by the king of Babylon amongst other people. And he was moved out of Israel and moved into Babylon and began to live in Babylon. The other thing that you should know is that Daniel was born as a royalty. Daniel was born from the line of, of David. He was he had royal blood in him. Alright? And he was he was abducted, for lack of a better word. And moved out of town into another city, and he was meant to be there as the um, trophy, as the trophy of the king's conquest. He was meant to be in that city as a trophy of the king's conquest. For lack of a better way of putting it, Daniel was supposedly a prisoner of war. And you know, as a prisoner of war, you're not supposed to have a lot of rights and privileges. You're supposed to actually be like a slave. So you're not supposed to have a lot of rights. You're not supposed to have a lot of privileges. You're not supposed to have access, you know, to a lot of things. So, in other words, life was already tough for Daniel in the natural, naturally speaking. He was moved from his home country to another nation please I want you to listen to this very carefully he was moved from his home home country to another nation and he was moved as a fugitive as a prisoner of war so he didn't have his liberty he didn't have his rights he didn't have all of those things and he was supposed to serve in the king's palace so you can you can quickly say that this guy was already at a disadvantage. You know, life was already against him. Remember what I said. That the ministry of the spirit is spiritual. But he has impact and influence on the natural. He has influence and impact on the, on the physical things. And we're going to see that with Daniel. So Daniel moves into 
another city, another nation as a captive. But he goes into that nation with the ministry of the Spirit. With spiritual intelligence. He received some of these abilities of the Spirit. And boy, that stood him out. That made him a genius. So let's go into this scripture. And let me show you some of the things that I have mentioned right now. The book of Daniel chapter number 1. Daniel chapter number 1. The book of Daniel chapter number 1. Alright. We're going to look at verse 3. Daniel chapter number 1 verse 3. And then we'll look at verse 6. The king ordered Aspenaz, the chief of his court officials, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility. You see that? To bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility. Verse 4. Young men without any physical defects good-looking, suitable for instruction in all wisdom, knowledge, perspective, and capable of serving in the king's palace. So we can see that first, the order of the king was that, you know, people should be brought from the royal family and from nobility. And Daniel was amongst those people. That was taken out of the royal family. And of course we see other attributes. He was a young man. He was without any physical defect. He was good looking. This was a good looking guy. Alright. Suitable for instruction in all wisdom. Knowledgeable. Perspective. Oh, sorry. Perceptive. And capable of serving in the king's palace. Alright. And to teach them the Chaldean language and literature. Now, they were, they, were, they were brought out of royalty in Israel. Please pay attention to this. And they were taken as fugitives. And they were meant to be taught the language of the new country where they went into. And Daniel was one of them. Now look at verse, verse 5. And the king assigned to them daily provisions from the food and from the wine that they drank and they were to be trained for three years and at the end of the time they were to serve in the king's court see that and amongst them look at that amongst them from the descendants of Judah were Daniel so you see can you see that Daniel was amongst the people that was taken as a fugitive so now, look at this. Daniel is a foreign land. We are talking about the prophet that comes from the ministry of the Spirit. This Daniel is now in a foreign land. He finds himself in a foreign land. He doesn't know the language. They have to be taught the language. It's like he has started from the backside of life completely. You know, there's no advantage whatsoever. He's going to be in this new territory. And he's going to be taking classes. Alright. For three years. And then the next thing that was required. Was that he will now begin to serve in the king's courts. He was supposed to be a servant. A slave. Or of course. Serving in the king's courts was something good. But. You know. It is better to be a royalty in your home. Than to come and be a slave elsewhere. This was how Daniel started. The picture of captivity. But we will see how this prophet by the Spirit brought Daniel from that point and made him a superstar in a foreign land. We'll see how, the, how walking with the Spirit brought Daniel into a place of notoriety and a place of fulfillment and a place of abundance and a place of success. Alright, let's look at 
The book of Daniel chapter number 1 and verse 20 I love this Look at this Let's look at from verse 17 God gave these four men Knowledge and understanding In every kind of literature and wisdom Let's put it like this The Spirit of God Gave them special abilities It was the abilities of the Spirit That we could see on display here That's why Paul said don't be ignorant about it You've got to know What the Holy Ghost can do for you What the gifts of the Spirit can do for you How they can transform your thinking How they can make you a superman How they can transform the way you do business How they can transform your life how these gifts of the Spirit can make you a superstar. And hey, how not having them would make life very ordinary. He says, God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. You see, we looked at it in the book of First Corinthians. It says, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for our profiting. And to one is given... Wisdom, alright, by the Spirit To another, knowledge By the same Spirit So, these are the special abilities of the Spirit You know, what that means Is that you who is born of the Spirit And who is born of God You are supposed to have these abilities at work in you You are supposed to be aware That these abilities are available to you You are supposed to look out for them You are supposed to be on the lookout For the manifestation of these abilities and that's why God sent me here to tell you. You can't be doing your life like a handicap. Like somebody who has nothing. Just imagine that Daniel went into the city and went in like a handicap. You know, that city would have had him for lunch. But thanks be to God. All he had to his name was the ability of the Spirit. He didn't have no, 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 um, no notoriety at the time when he moved as a slave. He didn't have no, um, no investment. He didn't have nothing but the abilities of the Spirit. Look, let me say this to you. You can start life with nothing and you will lose if you have the ability of the Spirit at work. You can start life with absolutely nothing and you won't be a failure if you have the abilities of the Spirit. The special abilities that the Spirit gives. Alright, let's go on. Let's go on. And God gave, verse 17, Daniel chapter number 1. And God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. And at the end of the time... The king had, had said to present them. The chief officials presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 19. The king interviewed them. Amongst all of them, no one was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they began to serve in the king's court. Look at that. By the time the entire training period was done, and... They brought them before the king and the king interviewed them. You see, the word interview was used. The king interviewed them so that they can get this job. And they became, they were found to be a million times better than their peers. In fact, the Bible says no one was like them. Verse 19. And the king interviewed them. And amongst all of them, no one was found equal to Daniel. That is, oh boy, this ability of the Spirit that was at work in Daniel made it impossible for anybody to be his equal. He was light years ahead of them. I told you, I told you, I said the ministry of the Spirit is spiritual. But he has impact, he has influence, he has impact on physical things. This interview was a physical interview. It wasn't a spiritual interview. But guess what? The man used the ability of the Spirit to move and succeed. 
The man used the ability of the spirit to find expression and enjoy life to the full. Oh boy, this is so good. Look at verse 20. Daniel chapter number 1 and verse 20. Look at this. He says, in every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the diviners, priests, and mediums in the entire kingdom. Wow. Wow. So, look. The Bible says that the king actually con consulted these guys. And in all the matters, they were ten times better. Look at it. Let me read it again. This is so powerful. This is powerful stuff. Some of you don't understand what this would do to you. Oh, the ministry of the Spirit will make you so wise. So full of wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. You'll be sought after in your workplace. You'll be sought after by nations of the world. You'll be sought after in the cities. You'll be sought after everywhere you go. They'll seek after your wisdom. Don't accept that you are ordinary. No, don't accept life that is ordinary. No, don't accept it. Don't accept it. He says, in every matter of wisdom, verse 20, and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the diviner priests and mediums in his entire kingdom. Guess what? These priests and mediums were also spiritual things though. They were also spiritual consultations. They were also magicians and, and spiritualists and all of that. But guess what? Daniel was ten times better. Ten times better. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about. He was ten times better. Didn't you see that the, one of the things that the Spirit of God, one of the special abilities that the Spirit has for you is wisdom and then knowledge. Didn't you see that? Look at what happened to Daniel. Ten times better. In matters of spiritual intelligence, in matters of intelligence, ten times better. Do you know what had happened was that the king had brought every, he had been able to check every single person. Because he's the president of the nation, he was able to bring every single, you know, magician and every single intelligence that he could find in the entire kingdom. And when they put all of them together, do you know what it means for Daniel to be ten times better by the ability of the Spirit? Ten times. Not one, not two. And when he says ten times better, I'm actually sure that um, it was unquantifiable. This was all they could just place their hands on. Say, okay, let's say it's ten times better. They couldn't quantify it. All because of the ministry of the Spirit. And the ability of the Spirit. Can you imagine what that did for these guys? Can you imagine that? Now, you know, the conversation does not stop there. They began to consult Daniel. To give intelligence to their dreams. To give flesh to their thoughts and to their ideas. Imagine that Daniel, a person will have a dream, alright, and Daniel will have to give it flesh and give it meaning and make it look good, alright, or make them understand what they have just experienced. Just imagine that that is you. This ability of the Spirit is so at work in you that when people are confused, they don't know what to do. They have an idea. They don't know what to do. They come to you and you're going to flesh it out for them. You're going to give them the fine details. You're going to give them the entire thing out there like that. Why? Because you are full of the Holy Ghost and the abilities of the Spirit is at work in you. That's the reason why Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. If you're ignorant of this, there's a lot of profit so you're going to be forfeiting your ignorance is costly in these matters your ignorance about this is costly 
Just imagine consultation fee alone. I told you that the manifestation of the spirit is, is spiritual, but it has influence on your human life, on your everyday life. Let's look at Daniel chapter number 2. Daniel 2 and verse 11. Oh, let's look at verse 10. Daniel 2 and verse 10. The Chaldeans answered the king, No one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of, the divine, of any diviner priest, medium or Chaldeans. Look at verse 11. What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods whose dwelling is not with mortals what was the king asking for the king was asking for the interpretation of his dreams let's look at it again you see it's so powerful the king had had a dream and what he wanted was for his best minds to come together his best minds his most intelligent minds to come together and tell him the dream then tell him the interpretation so when he called them together they were expecting a normal flow of conversation and what was the normal flow of conversation well the king tells us his dream then we give him the interpretation but on this particular occasion the king says, no, you will have to tell me my dream and then you will have to tell me the interpretation of my dream. Oh boy. Now look at what they said in response to that. In verse 11, they said, what the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods whose dwelling is not amongst mortals. You see, they said no one can make this known to the king except the gods. And sadly, these gods do not dwell amongst mortals. Can you see what their conversation was? They said what the king is asking for. Only the gods can do it. And the gods don't dwell amongst mortals. In other words, they knew that it was possible. But they knew that only the gods in, in their own words, only the, their gods could get it done. But in what they were actually saying, which they couldn't, they couldn't give um, um, meaning to, was only God can do that for you. And then when we look again, when we look at the text and all of that, we will see that actually God didn't need to come down. Because there was a God-man who was living in their midst and his name was Daniel. Hallelujah. They said this thing is not possible for mortals. Only God can do it. But there was a God-man. You see, when you have the ability of the Spirit at work in you, the things that are not possible for mere mortals, they become possible to you. You are a God-man. You are living on earth, but you are living with God-like abilities. This man was able to tell the king his dream and to tell him the interpretation. He's the God man. You see, what the normal guys said was not possible. That it was only God that could do it. God had to make it clear that he has given a man his ability and that ability is at work in him. And with that ability, this man, this normal man, can now do what only God was meant to be able to do. Don't you understand it? That with the abilities of the Spirit, you now function like God. With the abilities of the Spirit that work in you, you're on the same class as God. Alright, you can do what God does. Hallelujah. You're the solution where you find yourself. You can think like God. You can bring God-like solutions into the space where you find yourself. That's why Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant about the, the ministry and the abilities of the Spirit. About spiritual gifts. I don't want you to be ignorant. Because if you're ignorant, you're forfeiting your God-class living. You're forfeiting your God-class life. 
Look at this Daniel. Look at what the ability of the Spirit made out of him. Wow. Wow. Made something amazing out of the guy. Let's look at chapter number 2 and verse 48. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him numerous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor and over all the wise men in Babylon. You know, because now he was the only one who could get the job done. And God promoted him and made him in charge of all the wise men in Babylon. Of all the people of his peers, he made him in charge. Remember that he started out with being ten times better than them. How? By the ability of the Spirit. He was able to do what people said only God can do. How? By the ability of the Spirit. And now he moved from being a fugitive, a slave. He moved from coming in as a slave to the system. Now he's in charge of the entire kingdom. And everyone has to submit to him. Let me tell you, by the ability of the Spirit and by the ministry of the Spirit. And like I said, it's available for everyone. Stop thinking about Daniel as a superstar. Alright, because Daniel sought to see your day. Daniel was one of the prophets who the Bible says he longed to see the day that the Spirit of God did indicate of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So Daniel longed to see our day. He longed to see our day. All of the prophets, they were wondering, who is this blessed? Who are these blessed people? They were wondering, who are these blessed people? Who are they, these blessed people, that the Spirit of God is going to live in them? That the Word of God is going to be available to them? That they are going to have the abilities of the Spirit available to them? Who are these guys? They were wondering. Daniel was wondering. All of the prophets were wondering. And today, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is available to us. The Spirit of God and His abilities is available to us. If He made Daniel a wonder in Babylon, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where your life starts from. The Holy Ghost will make you a wonder where you find yourself. He'll make you a wonder. He'll make you a wonder. He'll make beauty out of your life. Now the question is, did Daniel profit by the ability of the Spirit or not? He sure did. Daniel profited by the ability of the Spirit, both supernaturally and naturally. We could see the profits in bringing solutions, alright, to problems that people said only God can solve. Daniel was able to bring those kind of solutions. Supernatural intelligence was at work. And guess what? He had physical profits as well because he was promoted at work. He was made in charge of, of the entire state. He was made in charge of the entire, you know, the entire nation. He was like the, pre the national president of all those who were in his field. He was the number one. He was reporting directly to the president. How? By the ability of the spirit. Remember that when he came in, he came in as a slave boy. He came in as a captive from another city. He came in as a captive from Israel. Even though he was of the royal family of Israel, he came in as a slave. But when he, when, when he engaged the ability and the ministry of the spirit, guess what? He didn't stay as a slave. He moved upward and forward. And the spirit of God made a success out of his life. So, you don't just have a religious spirit. You don't just have a religious spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a religion. The Holy Spirit was not given to magnify your religion. The Holy Spirit was not given to magnify your quest for more religion. The Holy Spirit was not given as an answer to a religious cry. No! The Holy Spirit was given for, for ad advancement, for forward movement, for increase, for prosperity, for your profits. 
The Holy Spirit was not given so that he can check how long your skirt is. The Holy Spirit was not given so that you can use him for religious rituals. The Holy Spirit was given to bring profit into your life. Tangible profits. So if you know that this is what the Spirit of God does every time you pray in the Holy Ghost, that's what you should expect. You should expect to be better. You should expect, you know, to be the top. You should expect to bring solutions from the Spirit. You should expect supernatural wisdom to be available to you. You should expect the abilities of the Spirit. You can bring those abilities to bear into the physical realm and cause things to happen. You can help those who are in need and be promoted as you do that. Never you get comfortable with just having a religious idea of who the Holy Spirit is. Just having Him to fulfill your religious requirements. He's more than that. He's more than just a religious fulfillment or a religious um, um, statement. No, He's more than that. He came to impact our lives. He came to impact our lives. I said He came to impact our lives. He came to bring success and notoriety and forward advancements such that your name is everywhere. He came to pick you from the gutters and to make you a superstar. The Holy Spirit will make a genius out of anyone who yields to Him. The Holy Ghost will make a genius out of anyone who yields to His ministry. The Holy Ghost will make a genius out of anyone who yields to His ministry. Look, some of you might be saying, I'm starting life from the backside of life. I'm starting from the backside, from the most broken place. I'm starting from the place of captivity. I'm starting from a place of lack. You, you, maybe some of you may have started even better than Daniel did. Think about leaving your home country as a captive, as a slave. And still shining as a star. In a new country. Daniel had to learn a new language. And by the time he was tested in the language of the Chaldeans, he still beat them hands down. How can you explain that? You come in, into a new city. And then by the time you are tested with the guys... You beat them hands down. That tells you that that's supernatural intelligence. And for everyone who would yield to the Holy Ghost, He will make a wonder out of your life. Doesn't matter where you're starting from. Doesn't matter how terrible life has been for you. If you would yield to the Holy Ghost, He will make a genius out of you. He will make a top celebrity out of you. He will make you to be celebrated everywhere. He will make you to be sought after everywhere you go. He'll make a genius out of you, my friend. I'm telling you, it's for your prophets. The Holy Spirit was giving for your prophets. Wherever you are praying the Holy Ghost right now. Mondragis Do you understand? This is what you should expect. Not some religious idea of having the Holy Ghost. Not some religious idea of just having the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit should impact on your business. The Holy Spirit should impact on your bottom line. He can impact on your bottom line. He can impact on your productivity at work. The Holy Spirit can impact on, on your creativity. The Holy Spirit can impact on your development. He can impact on your mind. He can impact on your, on your excellence. He can impact on your quest for excellence. The Holy Spirit can flood your mind with fresh ideas. Ideas of the God kind. The Holy Spirit can inundate you with wisdom beyond your years. Coming on date you with wisdom beyond your years. And that's what you should believe to see, my brother. That's what you should believe to see, my precious sister. Beyond the religion of going to church. Beyond the religion of, 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 of saying that, you know, I can speak in tongues. You must expect to see these manifestations in your life. The abilities of the Spirit was given for your prophets. Hallelujah forevermore. Lord, we give you thanks. We begin to see these things happening in our lives.
And we begin to see them happening in our experience. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Our heart is flooded with light today. Hallelujah. And we see these ideas, these possibilities. We, we, we have the gifts of the Spirit. And they are on display in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Our expectation is increased, glory to God. We perform miracles. Hallelujah. We are not ordinary. Glory to God. Like Daniel. It will be said concerning us that the things that only God is said to be able to do, now His sons are here and they can now do the same things. Lord, we give you thanks. We receive with joy and gladness. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why should people be looking for God when His sons are here? Why should people be looking for God to come and do something when His sons are in the place? The things that He say only God can do. His son shows up and does it. That's the reason why you, you have to have the manifestations of the Spirit. You have, to, you have to expect it. Desire it. Expect to see it happen in your life. Don't shut down until you see it happen in your life. Don't back down until you see it happen in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I gotta go. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Cheers.